When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B Boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A Boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Castle top of the arc with a right-hand dribble. And looks left to Spencer, fires a three. Front rim, and he dropped it in! Oh, it hit the front rim, it hit the top of the glass, and it went in for three. Picked up by Supreme Cook on a switch. They got Caravan with a little mismatch down low if they get it to him, and they do. Caravan gets it to the cutting Castle, and Castle flushes it! Wrapping up hour number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are joined now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline by Dom Amore. He is uh, covering everything Connecticut sports for the Hartford Current. Dom, how are you this morning? Good, good, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, Dom, how, how, how- how cold is it out there? <laughs> it, you know, cold. it's actually, we warmed up a little bit today. I woke up and it was six degrees, which is, uh, I think, the first time it's been above freezing yeah, it's when a I woke up seven in, right now. in uh, over a week. It's 18 here, so I'm thinking it's got to be lower than that there, but yeah. Yeah, you are. You're going through a, a veritable heat wave in in our terms. <laughs> um, I think we got a high of 20 today, so I'm really excited, actually. Okay. Um, Dom, before we get started, I just want to say congratulations. I, I saw that you'd been named the uh, Connecticut Sports Writer of the Year, so I, I want to say congratulations on that. Well, thank you very much. You know, it's a small state, but we have a lot of very uh, talented sports writers, so it's an honor to be to be considered for something like that even once. So, yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely. You know, uh, the the UConn Huskies been honored as well with the number one ranking in the land. How has this team weathered the the absence of one of their major pieces coming into the season in Donovan Klingon? He has been missing for quite a while, but it doesn't really yeah. seem like UConn's missed a step. Well, you know, the obviously the, the game that he went out, uh, they were up by nine at one point at Seton Hall, and that's uh, the game that they've lost in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they weren't quite ready that night to, to adjust without him. But uh, when they played St. John's, you know, St. John's, I think, tried to really clamp down on the backcourt and dare Samson Johnson to beat them. And they were able to get the ball to Johnson, and he scored 16. Even though Johnson hasn't quite had that productive a game since then, but his presence is enough, and he's been effective enough that 
people have to respect him and pretty much guard, you know, UConn's other offensive players the way they would if Klingon were out there. So that, uh, that being the case, they've been able to to survive. They, they should obviously be better with Klingon. If you do see him tonight, I think it would just be for a cameo appearance. He's going to ramp up slowly. But you'd have to say one of many impressive things that UConn has done is play as well as they've played without the big man. Dom, no Jordan Hawkins this year, no Andre Jackson Jr. yet. Dan Hurley has his team back as the top dog on the biggest stage, and I don't think a lot of people had the Huskies here at any point this season. What is it about this team that had you believing from season's beginning, if you had strong beliefs for this team, that they were going or that they weren't going to take a step back? Well, I knew they were going to be good. I mean, as far as taking a step back, it's hard not to do that when you're national champs. <laughs> right. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to to, to repeat for, for the reasons that that you alluded to. That look, look at what UConn's lost, I and mean, they've lost three NBA players, including a a, a, a lottery pick, and mm-hmm. they've lost uh, other players as well. And that's hard to replace on any championship team. It's why uh, it's so difficult to impossible to repeat, unless you do what um, you know John Wooden did back in the day, and that's just stack the best players in the country, the best recruits in the country year after year after year. That's also almost impossible to do now. But UConn did a great job of recruiting off their improvement in recent years, recruiting off their championship in, in last year. And they've been able to stack really good recruiting classes, one on top of the other, and hold on to kids. They haven't had wholesale transfers out they've had some but mostly kids that just didn't weren't playing for them so they've been able to to just fill in the blanks with the right pieces now they're not as deep as they were last year and that's something that if they're going to repeat they're going to have to uh their seven eight nine ten players are going to have to be more playable than they are that that's that's a work in progress but in terms of of the top of their their rotation they've done a pretty good job of you know, retaining the, the, the players they could retain and replacing the players they've had to replace. We're talking with Dom Amore. He covers uh, all things Connecticut, including UConn men's basketball for the Hartford Current. Dom, who this year has impressed you the most in the way they have stepped up into that vacuum from all those players that you mentioned, including three NBA guys from that national championship team? Well, you know, the guy that's obviously, you know, the, the guys you would expect uh, to be better are better. You know, Newton is a veteran, is, is better. Uh, you know, uh, Alex Caravan has made a nice jump. And he's certainly better. But the guy, you know, the, the freshman, uh, Stefan Castle, um, got off to a good start, then he got hurt. When he came back, it took him a while, I think, to kind of get back in the swing. But starting with the stretch of that St. John's game, when he had a miserable first half and made a number of big baskets down the stretch, his his confidence is really soared, and he's a guy who has been projected as a lottery pick, a one-and-done lottery pick, uh, and he's been starting to play like that. So he would be a guy that that I think has really made a big difference. And also Hassan Diara has had to play a bigger role with Naheem Aline transferring out, uh, and, he, and he's held up very well uh, to doing that. He, you know, you, you thought he might have played a bigger role last year than he did. This year he's really, he's really stepping up to it. So those are... There's several guys, but if I, had to, if I had to pick one guy, I would say Castle playing like the kind of player he was projected to be is really a key to what UConn's been doing lately. 
Dom, as you look at this Creighton team and some of the challenges that they've posed for uh, UConn in years past, obviously they split the regular season matchups last year um, as yeah. UConn went on to the national title, Creighton went on to the Elite Eight. Um, what do you see as some of the challenges for this UConn team when you look at Creighton? Well, obviously they had been kind of a, a hump that UConn could not get over mm -hmm. uh, until last year. Uh, and I would expect them to be a very tough opponent again. I mean, for one thing, they've, they've, should, they've been able to come into Gamble Pavilion and win, so they, they shouldn't have, uh, uh, they shouldn't be spooked out by the environment. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, they've got Calkin Brenner, and now with UConn not having Sunogo or Klingon, uh, Calkin Brenner could be an even bigger problem for UConn tonight, and could be a could be a, a problem that changes the game, for, uh, you know, in Creighton's favor. So I really have to go, really, to me, it starts and ends with, with him. If UConn can keep him from killing them, <laughs> I don't think they're going <laughs> to stop him, but if they can keep him from killing them, I think they, have, they have a really good chance to win. If he goes goes wild and UConn just doesn't have an answer for him and and Johnson gets in foul trouble and Klingon is not able to play more than a couple of minutes, if he does play at all, then, then yeah, I think... It could be a difficult challenge for UConn tonight, for sure. Dom, um, uh, after that 15-point loss to Seton Hall, who's a really good team this year, uh, I saw mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of reaction in the form of classic UConn roll through the non-con and become mediocre in conference play. And I, you know, I don't really think that aged very well for the people that said that. Uh, but no. what sort of change did you see in this group after that loss? Well, I think they stepped up to the toughness of the Big East. The Big East is a, is a conference where you've got to be physical, you've got to be tough. UConn has done a better job of that in, in recent games. You know, the Seton Hall loss has aged well. The way Seton Hall's played, it doesn't look quite as, as bad as it looked at the time. And as you mentioned, the, the criticism of the overreaction. But, you know, that's part of the deal and part of the fun of coaching in a place like UConn. It's not much different. I suppose of Kansas or Duke or or, or Kentucky, uh, you know, every game is a one-game season. You know, it's the same thing with you know this part of the country with the Yankees and Red Sox, and every game with them is a 162 one-game season. So <laughs> that's part of the challenge and part of the fun of coaching and playing in this environment. It's not for everyone, but um, you know, but if you're able to take it uh, as it's intended and and respond to it. Uh, then it works for you. When UConn was able to do that, they were able to get tougher and kind of fix the things that needed to be fixed coming out of that game at, uh, in, in New Jersey. Dom, as we got a couple minutes left here with you, you know, this is a, at least by the numbers, a UConn team that hasn't been quite as dominant defensively as we've seen past Danny Hurley teams be. Is that something that you're seeing as a work in progress and they're continuing to improve on that through the season? Or are there still some areas on that defensive end that you'd like to see get shored up a little bit? Well, I, I think part of that is not having Klingon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's part, probably part of the reason. You know, part of it is maybe playing to the score in some of the ga early games that they, that they blew out, where they blew out teams. Uh, you know, but I think uh, that's something that, you know, it takes time to, to, to get up to speed with the kind of defense that Dan wants to play. So they're playing a lot of freshmen or they're playing younger players. So it's going to take them time to, to get up to that speed. Uh, and, of course, not having Klingon. Uh, and then also, as I mentioned, they don't have the depth. You know, one reason they were able to play that kind of defense is because they could absorb foul trouble. They had nine, ten players that they could play. 
right now he doesn't have confidence in that number of players. So I think their defense will get better when and if he has confidence in, in playing more players so they could be more aggressive, take more chances, and absorb more fouls. Well, Dom, don't uh, chalk me up as somebody who's disappointed if uh, UConn's defense is taking a step back. <laughs> I, uh, I certainly won't miss that defense we saw last year at all. Yeah. Uh, but, Dom, I uh, wanted to say thank you for joining us here. And, again, congratulations on the Sports Writer of the Year Award, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Sorry, you got it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. You too. Thanks, Dom. That's Dom Amore from the Hartford Current uh, joining us on that Warhorse Sportsbook hotline. Speaking of Warhorse Sportsbook, we are in that time of year. It's their Festival of Games promotion. You can get qualified until February 1st for the Prop Card Challenge for that big professional football game championship on February 11th. Get qualified by spending at least $50 on a sportsbook ticket. Every time you do that, you get an entry into the $100,000 Prop Card Challenge and an entry into the $20,000 Grand Prize Drawing. All the information that you need is at warhorsecasino.com. Make sure to be a rewards member so you are eligible for these prizes and entries. Coming up next, Anna Bellinghausen here live from Herdette Sports Bar and Grill.